Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. I was fortunate to sit down with a great group of kids from a program called Dreams of Hope in Pittsburgh, PA. Through the power of art, Dream of Hope provides the region's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, asexual, and allied youth a welcoming environment to grow in confidence, express themselves, and develop as leaders. Their creative contributions educate audiences, build awareness, and increase acceptance. Sit back and enjoy these great, great queer youth. Let's go. All right, first let's just talk about um, who you are. You don't have to say names or anything like that. We'll just go down the line and tell everybody your, uh, your preferred pronouns. Okay. Go for it. Um, I use he and pronouns. Uh, what, are, what other things should I say about me? I don't know. What do you like to do with your life? What grade are you in, actually? Um, I'm a senior in high school. Um, I'm also like semi-freshman in college. Um, okay. at the community college here. Oh, you can um, do that, right? You can yeah, dual enrollment, yeah, dual enrollment, all that. Perfect. Wait, what's what's the swearing <laughs> level allowed yeah, here? You want. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, you can say whatever you want, however you want to say it. Unless you're gonna be like a real jerk, but I don't think you're gonna be a real jerk, so. Okay. <laughs> I'll try not to be. Um, I mean, you can be if you want to talk about certain people. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I play guitar. I write. Um, I work at Starbucks, very gay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Starbucks uh, is so gay. Actually, mm. they, have, they have a really good, like, um, they do. inclusive thing going on, so. Mm. We're not plugging Starbucks, people, but. Mm. No. Fuck corporate. Corporations <laughs> in general. <laughs> oh, mood. Down the bin! <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Alright, go ahead. Um, What's your preferred pronoun? Alright, I use he, him. So I'm dual enrolled, but I'm homeschooled and dual enrolled, so my schedule's slightly different. Um, I'm 19, I'm still a senior in homeschooling. It's complicated, don't worry about it. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> uh, I play piano and I can sing sometimes, and I like writing things and drawing things and painting things and generally being a creative dipshit. What's creative? And self loathing is one of the things that you do. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yes, clearly. Uh, I like to sing sometimes. Yeah. You're artistic. We'll leave it at that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I am 14 years old. What are your preferred pronouns? Uh, she, hers, and her, she, her, and hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, should I say my school? No. Yeah. No. 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 Pittsburgh Cultural Trust. Mm-hmm. What are we? Okay, we'll get into that in yeah. a second. Go for it. Ah, uh, hi. I am a high school sophomore, but I'm also dual enrolled, homeschool and college, which is a reoccurring <laughs> trend here. You're high school sophomore, <laughs> homeschooled sophomore, dual enrolled, and. Ah, uh, <laughs> she. Oh I'm, wait, actually, I do know someone else who does. I'm. Yeah, you see her pronouns. Um. I'm. I love theater. That's my main. My main passion. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> the best thing ever. Yes. I'm very loud. Good. And I don't know. I like sweets. That's my. That's oh, my too. entire Hell character, yeah. guys. Hell yeah, I love sweets. <laughs> Queer and like sweets. Cool. And great, um, great hair. Awesome. Oh, thank you. I love sweets too. I actually like sweets too much to the point where I had to like stop and slow down. Because when you get older and you like sweets, good luck. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to quit. That's what I'm trying to... Sugar is addictive. Yeah. Sugar is addictive. It's, 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 a, it's a drug. It's a drug. It's, it's, a drug. Really it's literally a drug. Okay, so someone can take this. Where where are we right now, though? What is this program that you guys are doing? Someone can take it. Eeny, meeny, miny, go. Theater girl. Uh, yeah. Um, we are 
all members of Dreams of Hope, which is a youth theater group. Well, Dreams yeah, queer, queer, queer youth yeah, theater group. Queer. Yes, it's very queer and it's very. It good. is uh, operating out of Pittsburgh. We do a lot of you know events here, um, some of our own events, a lot of you know going to actual places and doing things. And we have a doing show. Actual things, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that we put on every That's year good. here oh, in so Pittsburgh. It's been yeah, while. yeah. It's been on like Seventeen years, right? So. Yes, yes. Yep. Well, think about it. Like 17 years ago, what's 2020? It's early 2000s. Were you alive? You weren't alive. I was alive. I wasn't. I wasn't alive. You weren't alive. You weren't alive. You weren't alive. Well, you were almost alive. You were <laughs> almost alive. Like maybe. You were definitely not alive. You were alive and you were alive. Yeah, I was, I was two years old. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Yep. Whoa. Okay. Gretel. Anyways, what does Dreams of Hope allow you guys to do as performers? I don't know. I feel like no. I feel like this is a quiz. I don't. I don't know. That. It's not a quiz. <laughs> Let's just say what's the rehearsal process for you guys. Um, the quiz is uh, usually what we do during the year, other than do events, is we write an original show, uh, a show for theater. Uh, we do all of the music. We do all of the uh, character design, the costume design, um, the obviously the writing of the show. Um, centralizing around like queer themes, obviously, um, and other themes that are very important to us, uh, depending on who's in the group and what's going on. And so it's always, always changing, always growing. I love it. I think I saw one of them on YouTube last year's. Last chasing a living. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you posted something on something. How do we know each other? Tell everybody. Tell everybody what you do actually aside from here. Um. Yeah, um, I... You can say your drag name. Uh, yeah, I do drag. Um, my drag name is Eva Dragnificent. And um, we actually met at drag, DragCon yeah. last year, and we did a podcast together. We did. Yeah, it was you really fun. You also have the Golden Gate at NYC. Yeah. The Golden Girls Club. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, and I did a live podcast at DragCon last year. It was crazy and loud, but it was really cool. <laughs> yes. And you got on there, so you're on the podcast already. It's very different and it's very fun. Um, I get to explore with so much color and with uh, so many different. I get to meet so many different people who um, who have the same interests as me, and I can relate to them in a lot of ways. So yeah. Because in a lot of ways we're all doing drag, right? That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whole, like thing. I'm not like trying to steal it from RuPaul or anything like that, but it is true. Everybody. Yeah. You know. Definitely. We want to like kind of. Run and hide a little bit because people are stupid and uh, we don't want to deal with some things, but you should deal with it. But you know, so okay, speaking of drag, it is, and yeah, people are annoying. I mean, just sorry. I mean, no, they are. People are, people are humans, humans in general can be really awesome. Most of them are pretty cool, but we're at a time right now with all the shit going on that it looks like a lot of people suck. <laughs> it's a great yeah. transition into. Great transition into the... Well, actually, that wasn't that great. Let me go uh, back to the drag. That's a great transition into... Well, no, it does involve the media and, like, pop culture and, like, how it's being interpreted. 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 That was a freaking... I don't know why. Anyway, so how it's being looked at through the lens of the media, right? And, like, it's kind of an important tool. That's why I'm into that type of podcast. Give me an example from each of you. I know it's happening. I think you're making the most noise by being hands on the table. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You're, you're bouncing your legs. Boom, boom, I'm boom. sorry. I have ADHD. Sorry. Right. <laughs> if you need to twiddle and do all those things, do it here. Yep. Um, so tell me something that's like uh, influenced you when we were still growing up. And you're going to be growing up the rest of your life. But like, tell me what influenced you that gave you that moment. it's just like the mainstream but it's not it's like something that's cool and like it's not um it's like on the kind of the edgier side you know so you go because you've been the quietest and then we'll go to you 
I've, unfortunately, I think that I got my queer awakening when someone... A in queer awakening. I'm I like that. That's the name of this episode. Queer awakening. <laughs> <laughs> so, I so love cooler that than coming out. I'm good at titles. What can I say? Uh, See? You um, should be a writer. You should write music. I, mm. I write... Yeah, I do that already. Unfortunately, I I got the I, I realized that queer people actually exist when someone in person came and confessed to me. I was like, oh, that exists. Holy shit! Yeah. And and then I looked it up and found the media. Oh, wait, they confessed to you about their queerness. Yeah. And then you were like, huh? So that that's that's interesting. I'm Isn't gonna research it. Funny, it. like it exists, but like I was raised without a lot of media. Exactly. So it's like. Were we raised? I mean, I wasn't. I, I was. I was homeschooled. And I didn't have um, TV. Right. Because I had a, a th- brain thing. Um, uh-huh. It's too complicated to get into. Um, okay. But I, I was raised on books, and a lot of those books were very straight. And had well, they are. Mm, yeah. Stupid white people. I'm just kidding. I'm like putting down all these people, but I'm, it's fine. Yeah. So I, I didn't have like TV or anything like that. So yeah. I I was awakened in person. Well, which is the great way, the greatest way to be, because it's the truth, right? Yep. Not something that's like fabricated on television. Which is the reason why I started this too, is because I, you know, a lot of people speak on behalf of communities they know absolutely nothing about, and they'll speak that and they'll like think that's the truth, and I'm like, no, you should probably just go to the community and ask the people that are actually living it every day of their life. Definitely, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's just kind of yep. stupid. It's like just go and ask them, and I think we'd all be better off. What was yours? Um, I feel like I feel like that's, I feel like that's always a, a weird question to answer. Also, as like. Uh, I feel like it's very different for, um, like, the other trans men in this, uh, group, um, because, like, I kind of got that media more so, and so I kind of got to, like, I, I got to see a lot more queer people, I'm sure, um, but, like, you know, first it started out, I was, uh, a kid, I, I identified as a girl, and so it, it kind of feels like two separate things, like, I had, like, uh, like queer women that I looked up to whenever uh, yeah. before I yeah. kind of had that realization and then like it's a very weird relationship with like my how I can relate to queer men now especially because there are a lot of trans exclusionists um, queer funny? men yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's like there's like a stealth and they don't want to talk about it ever in their lives and they're like yeah and um I, but I feel like I don't know. I really growing up. Um, I just I just keep I keep coming back to two things. I keep coming back to Harry Potter because Harry po- which is which means nothing because it has no can, <laughs> because it has no canonically like no, gay hair, except for Dumbledore. I don't even want to get into. I it. don't, don't talk Dumbledore. to me about it. Let's no, t- no um, but it made me basically it made me read. Fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, fan oh yeah, great. I love. Jer- yeah. Jer- I was a Jerry fan fiction. I was not. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Draco, Malfoy, and Harry Potter. Uh, Anyways, cool. um, I read when I was fifteen. I still hate it. <laughs> I was not Ron and Harry Potter. Ron, whatever, and Jerry together, but whatever. Um, I mean, I, I never really like wanted any of it, but I just, I just like read it because I, I loved Harry Potter so much, and I just wanted to consume. Oh, Harry Potter's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all Wattpad. But you need to read The Magicians. Ooh. What's that? That's I've the heard, adult version of Harry Potter, and there's queerness all over that. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, but I feel like that introduced me to, like, <laughs> queer people existing, because this is when I'm, like, 11 and stuff. And so... Um, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, so whatever. Um, but... And so I, I kind of learned about queer people through this really, like, weird and, like, fetishized, like, and also, like, and also, like, probably not correct, because it was probably written by, like, 13-year-old, like, straight white girl, um, yeah, yeah. um and so that was really weird, uh, I don't know, I, I never really saw a lot of queer people on TV. Well, there's not a lot of good representation, yeah. especially trans, like, not up until Pose, up until Pose, like, the Pose is the most recent, the newest thing, a year or two Pose is amazing. It's amazing, and that's like that's a that's a very it's all written by trans people. Transparent's another good one. That's a really good one. But however, the actor who played Mora was not trans, yeah. so like that still isn't wasn't enough. It wasn't written by a lot of trans people, and the actor was amazing. But um, uh, but 
there wasn't a, there's, there's those are the only two shows that have like a positive showing. Yeah. So, so I feel like a lot of it is what you, you know, it's a, kind of like the whole idea of fan fiction. A lot of it is what you like make of it. And so it's what you see these people mm-hmm. portraying into the media and you kind of take that as you will. Um, books are better. I mean, books, I think books in general do a better job capturing stuff if it's written by definitely. a queer writer. Like you can get yeah. like, like the book I'm reading right now. I don't know if she's queer, but the character is, and it's a great book. It's mm-hmm. not And uh, the character's queer, and but um, really just an lead character, and uh, it's like that doesn't happen very often, especially with like a lead queer character of color. You're like, whoa, yeah. that blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> the like, the second oh, thing, real quick, uh, yeah. that I thought of, just well, not just now, was Percy Jackson actually on similar elements. Love Percy Jackson. Um, it was on Broadway, you know. Yeah. Yes, Hades Town. Good Greek mythology. Hades Town. I could have a whole podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get started. I'll get started. It's so amazing. Um, but uh, Nico D'Angelo actually, um, before I even like, can't, before I even realized I like identified as male, just like was a kid, like real real edgy kid, and not for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Went through a lot <laughs> of stuff. Um, it was Nico D'Angelo. But, uh, Nico D'Angelo is one of the characters in the book. Um, I'm a side character. And he, Jackson, he was a side character. Now he has his own series. I, I heard, yeah, I, I think I've heard this. Um, I learned this stuff from you guys, so. But he, um, I mean, he wasn't, uh, I mean, obviously he was gay, but like no one knew that he was canonically gay until uh, much later in the series. That's a great word. Can you say that word again? Canonically? Yeah, I just like words sometimes. <laughs> I like a word, I'll use to make it, I want you to say it like I, understand. I also follow like words on my like email and I get a word a day. It's really annoying. I'm, so I felt like that was like a really like I don't know like a dark, mysterious, cool. like stealth type of um, like kid, which is and he was like that because of like trauma and like all these things that aren't good. And yeah. so, but like you know, I feel like that's kind of what I romanticize. Do you um, what do you like to date? Um, I like any anyone who will deal with me. <laughs> but you know, obviously growing up, <laughs> um, oh children. But obviously growing up, like you know, I was, I felt socially conditioned to um, kind of like guys, and so I feel like that's also. Um, I mean, you can like whatever you want. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like straight. Um. But, but you know, growing up, yeah, um, there are baby makers, but yeah, but yeah, it's not even like the hit, it's not even the like his being queer, it's just like him as being, yeah, it's like it's not what he does that makes him queer, it's him being queer. It's not about like the sex and all that stuff, it's just like if a person in a book or a movie or TV is represented so well, so positively, and then just being themselves and they exist. If you can show that to somebody, then you're like, oh, we can actually do it together. It does happen, like, and it's not a thing. Shit's uh, Creek is a great sh- example of that. They just exist. It's not like coming out, or like it's not. They just it, they just exist. It's a really beautiful yeah. romantic love story. I like cried when they got engaged. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, watched it. Um, but it's like just a great representation of just being. It's not. There's no like story around it. It's just normal. Growing up, even though I'm the only, out of the four of us, I'm the only person who identifies as cis. Uh-huh. Uh, but even then, growing up, because I grew up in a very <laughs> conservative community, sure. I had... You grew up, all you grew up in yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I grew up in rural right Illinois. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. I grew up in the Midwest. country. I was, <laughs> I was raised... Not Chicago, because Chicago is its yeah. own thing. Nah, yes. I was raised on the Bible and PBS Kids. I had no queer PBS role models. Yeah, dude, I love PBS. Not yeah, not not even Sesame Street. Yeah, Sesame Street's on HBO now. Yeah, 
the worst, the worst Jeez. things. The things you don't even remember on PBS Kids. Those weird, those weird ass kid shows that, you know, I never oh, want to like revisit. Oh, like Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. Existed, was it but no one. It was, yeah. You know, I did have to. I have a very. I think I have a hard time kind of accepting religion in my current day to day life. Well, because, because people are freaking really toxic. When it yeah. Comes to that. Faith and marriage for spirituality is an amazing thing. Doing the whole season on it eventually, because it is like you can't be gay and love God. It's so stupid to even like say those two things. I know. People are mean and they don't want it. The Bible. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> There's exactly. a lot of the Bible that we would all be dead with by this yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. Like, all of us would all either us be slaves or dead. Down, but not being gay, actually. This isn't yeah. <laughs> that was like pedophile. We're not going to be prostitutes or pedophile. I mean, listen, hopefully not, but like, just, uh, but that's what's in there. Yeah. yeah. The Bible is. And that's even oof. just words and tr- translations. It's like, it's not even the thing. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was kind of my own queer role model. <laughs> I was That's really fine. When did you just start just, finding stuff online, at least? I did. I started searching stuff up online, and it was yeah. like, like what's really that? exciting. Some stuff that was definitely not appropriate for like a 10, 11 year old. Uh, I'll say not. that much. You know, they ask you, like, are you 18? And you just click yes. You like, don't, don't even like, read it. Have, like, <laughs> like, you can just find it. You know, yeah. you don't get that. Yeah. Like, just click the yes button. And then if they ask for a birthday, just put one in that's like not. Just put yeah. the library, 10, 13, 81, you're good to go. Exactly. <laughs> I just used to calculate the um, year that I would be whenever I was um, yeah. 18. It's easy. <laughs> anyway. Especially for me, because So what was the thing? What was the show? Or the first YouTuber, influencer, or whatever? It wasn't. Um, let's see. I, mean, I don't really think there was much that. It was kind of more. I think I, there was a lot of like stuff online, I think, more like vlogs and stuff oh, about yeah, sexuality. Okay. Cool. I can't remember any actual influencers I saw. Um, I do have a lot of like queer role models, I think, nowadays, but sure. back it's then, I didn't have, you know, I just kind of found material wherever I could find it. I didn't yeah. have anyone that I went to for that. Uh. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, I grew up in the 90s, basically. I grew up just one of but I really grew up in the 90s. So, Super queer household, I love yes. it. And, and you're a drag queen. Yes. 
And my mom always, like, when I was five or four years old, and even earlier than that, um, she would always have performers who were gay and were queer and um, all in that community. And there were there was always costumes and glitter and everything, and that just always drew my attention. Like gay. Uh, yes. Did you feel pressured in any way? No. Okay. Sometimes no. that can happen. If That's it's yeah. too gay. Yeah. You can like a girl world. You can be like, should I be gay? <laughs> no, I wasn't pressured at all. Um, in fact, at a young age, I thought I was straight. Um, <laughs> you said um, how funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> toward feminine things um, and I didn't really find out well like f discover myself until I was like 12 years old and then in eighth in was like a couple of years ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and which then is, in no, eighth and in eighth grade I started having like thoughts about transitioning mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and they kept, it kept coming, and I kept talking with my family about it. And so we, like every day, we discussed about my feelings and how I felt about myself. And so it led me to discover my, um, like how, how I'd say it, my trans identity, mm -hmm. um, and how I, I now identify as a trans female. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, do you, um, what do you like to, to, to feel, what are you attracted to? What do you mean, like? Boys, boys or girls? Uh, or both, both. Cool. Yeah, well, anybody, like, non-binary people. Believe me, it's like your whole generation is the whole, like, and they've had a, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, but there's bisexual pain. I, I also feel like Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love boys, I love all things boys. Um, I like see. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I brought my boys in general like socially being queer or? yeah let's say socially being queer using the things that you like obviously like your individuality as far as like um you know music theater all those things like because like even just being a theater kid i know it sounds funny and cliche but like even being a theater kid most people don't understand theater yeah. yet they enjoy all mediums but they don't know the, the work that it takes to go into like even just getting something on youtube or oh you know, definitely you know what yeah. i mean like they don't really get that and they don't have to because Everybody did it, then it wouldn't be as cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, something that like comes up for you, maybe negatively, because just to tell everybody like your experience inside of that. Um, I'd say the the only really big negative experience I have uh, being queer, other than, I guess, with the conservative side of my family, which I think is to be expected. Um, I am very out, yes. <laughs> my dad doesn't fully accept it, but I'm very, <laughs> yeah. That's just your dad's business. Yeah, not. But one thing I have experienced, I think a lot, and I think it is very much an issue in our main, our mainstream society, 
is uh, I identify as a lesbian, and we are very, very heavily sexualized by men. That's actually something I was going to talk and about. And treated, yeah. yeah, and just treated like absolute garbage. Like yeah, it's the media's fault. Yeah, and it I encountered that a lot. <laughs> porn. Yeah. Um, magazines. Yeah. Uh, not that that you can't do those things, but there's a flip side to it that has a very negative connotation to the way society treats specifically, uh, specifically like lesbian women. Yeah. Um, but I've even encountered that in real life with people with straight men not think, taking my sexuality seriously, uh, with them hitting on me, right. fetishizing right. me, treating me just horrible, I and just it's. Threw my shoe at yeah, it's bad. But I hate it. They don't know any different. <laughs> yeah. I know it seems like they should, but they either choose not to because it is a choice. That is a choice. Education is always a choice. It's always yeah. a choice. You yeah. have it there. There are tons of books. There are tons of things to read. We have you don't want to do it, then well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's your choice. Yeah. This is not a choice. This is who we are. For real, for real. So. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I don't even remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, I, I think that it has a lot to do with the um, treatment of women in general, like mm -hmm. um, hyper-sexualization of women. And so, you know, put one woman and one woman together, I mean, straight men just see it as twice the opportunity to, mm -hmm. like, sexualize something. And, like, I think that you know, I think that obviously sexuality is a thing that you can feel biologically, and I feel like that's like aside besides like asexual people, um, and so I feel like you know there's one thing with like having urges and like compulsions that like are probably socially like irresponsible and um, negatively impact people and like. It's just like gross and like things that like you shouldn't like say to people but like it all matters on how you let that out on how you deal with that on how you try and change the way that you think about things um i feel i feel like that's why i feel like a lot of people don't want to change the, the way that they look at lesbians i feel like they're just fine with viewing it that way and i think that that's the big problem with it is it's just like another way to like sexually objectify women. Yeah. Well, same thing even with the trans community, right? Like, yeah. If you oh. are this thing that's say passable, right? It's like, but what does that even mean to someone? Because like I know tons of young kids, uh, your age, even younger than you actually, that are trans and they're out. They've been on since nine, and because it started so early, like you don't, you would never know. Um, that shouldn't be the only thing that makes it okay for you. That's what drives me crazy. It's like, but because of the repression, people can have to come out way later in life, and it's harder when you've gone through all of the changes in your body. Yeah. You know, it just is, just because your body does what your body wants to do. It doesn't matter how much you take care of it, it's still gonna do itself, like it's gonna do so. Yeah. And so they don't accept them because they don't look a certain way. It's yeah. the same thing, like if you don't look One, this one night, I was just pissed about it so much. I was in bed, and I was ranted, okay. and there was um, this. I found this note the next morning. I was like, "Wow, I wrote all that." Um, you don't like, like it. dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Though, kind of get yeah, I mean, I do, I do, I do. I probably have it somewhere, but anyway. Um, you can read it on the second thing we're gonna do. Anyways, go ahead. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, uh, that was wrong. Um, basically, I. I basically complained about how passing is basically trying to please people who've already hurt you and are not like gonna likely stop. Like I tried to pass a lot, a lot, all the time, and I still get misgendered anyway. And so I, sure. I got to a point where I was like, why bother? Because I'm getting misgendered anyway. Why right. should I bother? But it also hurts me when I don't pass. I just, I don't well, know. no, it's this uh, it's this whole construct that we created that you have to fit in, right? Yeah. And it's not even just with sexuality or your identity or anything like that. It's just with clothes, the color of your skin. 
like going to certain places it's like you everyone wants to fit in but then it's, what is that like because even when you get to a point where you might quote unquote fit in somebody is a jerk and they're still going to be a jerk and they're still I mean I've been trolled yeah. online just for doing this and saying I, how could I uh, basically call the pedophile and like and it's like well you don't know what you're talking about because one you don't know anything about me and although that was like well this is actually reaching people so at least it's like getting out there but I was like you're calling me that behind the screen and yeah. means nothing to me it doesn't even like hurt my feelings so I was like what are you talking about yeah, like, like I yeah. and I stop trying to fit in but still as a 38 year old I still have moments of that like it's um but I also am a cis white male like and, and, and uh, if I didn't say anything and I walk into a room less heads would turn that's just what it is in this world yeah. unfortunately especially in America um but we have to talk about that and people don't want to talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable yeah like, who cares if you get uncomfortable talk about it like, exactly yeah. I mean if you're uncomfortable that means there's something in you that needs to be dealt with Let's deal with that. But I know, yeah. you're gonna go back and forth. It's, just like, it's, it's so fucking annoying. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. definitely. You like, could be like full beard, right? Being so typical, like clad, whatever you want. But you're still gonna, you as an individual, are gonna still wanna feel like you fit in. You're still not gonna feel that way. Just part of you. You know what I mean? Like you're just gonna yeah. balance yeah. that. That's it's the annoying. thing is, at my school, which is, I don't wanna name it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Somewhere in here. <laughs> um, like it's right. It's right here. But um. Just told everybody that's cool. Uh, well, it's <laughs> it's, it's fine. Go on. It's no right here in Pittsburgh. It's right here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, um, even at my school, like I dress, I try to like, and I want to, and I feel that way. I dress very feminine, and I try to dress very feminine, so I can pass as to other people as female. And they still call me he. And it's like, how? How do you not see me as this? I'm wearing stuff that you wear. I'm wearing, I'm acting like this. I'm feeling like this. It's It's feeling it's, it, like you are not good enough. And so, like yeah. it's a problem for you instead of a problem for them. When it's a problem for them. It's not a just a problem for them. And it's their business. And unfortunately, it, the representation, speaking of pop culture and the media and stuff like that, they're only seeing a side of it, and they're like, well, you don't look like that. And if, and if I'm like, and if they think I'm like being too feminine, they're like, well, stop that, stop that. I'm like, right. you, right. I try every day to look this one way, and then it all goes downhill. Right. How does it make you feel? Not very good. Um, like, Do you want to punch them in their head or run and scream? <laughs> um, <Or> both, kind <laughs> of. I don't want, but I don't want, oh. I'll, 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 I mean, you don't want, I mean, the thing is, you don't want to stick to the level, number one. And, of course. and like, oh, jeez. Um, they're just, it's never going to stop, regardless of what you look like. Yeah. And, like, my mom has known me for, like, my whole life. And she says herself that she has trouble, but I don't even I don't even see her or hear her having trouble with it. I hear her always saying she, 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 which is good. And But people who I've only known for one year and three years can't do it, that explains something. Yeah. That yeah. explains, that, I'm, that gets yeah. me. Mom's a little different considering True. that's the person that like brought you to this world and for... And it shows, and it shows the care, and yeah, it shows here. the careness level. I don't know if that's like well, a phrase. No. It shows like it, it shows how much people care about you, and how much people don't. And like uh, James was saying, um, oh, that, that's me. Saying? I, I didn't. I didn't oh, no, 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 saying you try to pass to people who have already hurt you who cannot who you can't really pass to but you try your best to pass and it just doesn't work it just, hurt. it just hurts you every time it does hurt you every time i mean I, you know i mean i've been called faggot spit at like all the different things things say people say some really mean things to me 
bottom end of the day, I'm like, I, listen, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. I've been in places and parts of the world where it's just now okay to be gay, and this is 2020, and um, they're passing laws, and so, like, I can't, I always have to consider that. Of course, yeah. Yeah, what you're like, At least, even if it's, even though it seems crazy to the outside world here right now, at least there are things that have been passed, not federally, a lot of the places, but, you know, locally and, and, and across the board, maybe, but, like, you know, just because this gay marriage is, is great, and legally married, It doesn't stop at that. But that doesn't stop at that, and, like, it, it involves so much more, <coughs> more. Just having this conversation, you know, like, this involves, this is the work that has to go to the things that we need to accomplish. And, you know, at the bottom end of the day, fuck everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Just do, just do, everyone. But like, just do it, you know, but like with respect. You don't have to be a jerk to everybody. You shouldn't be a jerk to anybody. You know, I don't mean that in like by like spitting and passing. Like, you don't want it done to you, so you don't do it to them. You talk to them. If they want to hear you, cool. If they don't want to hear you, you got to move on. Yeah, you can't help But that. I'm telling you this right now. You're going to do this your whole life. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter how many. I went and saw, my friend was in a uh, play suffragettes, you know, the first passing That's the voting, true. right? So there's a musical that was written during that time that they performed on, like, the steps of, you know, the Senate or yeah. wherever it was. And so they recreated a whole ver- new version of it, and they you just went through the And uh, my friend uh, Jay identifies as them, they, uh, was in the show. And the, all of it was women except for Jay, and they were the most modern part about it. But the, he, made it, said, he said a fact that it will take 250 years for all of us, for women specifically, to actually be equals. 250 years. Jeez. For them to have to the rights for as long as. Yeah. For, like, for people to yeah. exist on the same level. The same fact. level, same playing field. That's how much damage we've done throughout the centuries and decades of trying to repress a one idea. Going back to religion, it all started with Jesus. Yeah. They wanted to get rid of Jesus because he was like, "But I love everybody." And like, well, you can't love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kill you on the cross. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. That's our example. It's it's crazy because it takes that much time for people to change their mind or to people to. Well, the funny thing accept. is, no one, no one ever ch- accepts. So here's the thing: it's the difference. It's like you're never going to change someone's mind. Yeah. You just never do that. But what you can do is give your knowledge to them and pass it on. They're not going to do whatever they want to do with it. That's why media, that's going back just to make it full circle. That's why the media is an interesting platform, right? Especially now with so many outlets and so many different shows like on Netflix. Like there's a lot of really there's cool so streaming shows. sites. Huh? There's a lot of streaming sites. And a lot of it's streaming. great and like, and, uh, and um, it's getting more and more and more. And when it becomes more and more and more and more, it becomes normalized, right? And like you don't have to think about it. New Jersey just passed the LGBT curriculum throughout the whole state. Oh, it's All subjects. Oh, um, go New Jersey. And, oh, yeah. I mean, New Jersey's <laughs> kind of kicking ass right now with that kind of stuff. And so um, I helped write some of that and get it going. Oh, and it was just cool, cool to like live inside of that world and be like, it's going to pass. It's really signed to them. Passed. Everyone has to learn. It's not, you can't opt out. Nice. Uh, all subjects. Um, even theater, music, uh, science, math, everything all has to be inclusive and it's right and you have to learn about historical figures that are queer. That's one yes. thing matter. It's really cool, right? But the uproar is like insane. It's like, yeah. I mean, I love it. So I'm like, well, you're yeah. crazy. And they <laughs> you all, like be mad. all be the mad. crazies came out. Um, you should <laughs> see what people say on those feeds. It's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, God. But they're going to pilot it for a year in 10 schools and just work out all the kinks and then officially launch that would be really interesting to see. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And it's just basic stuff. It's like down to a math problem. And not, it doesn't have to be a mom and a dad. It can be like a mom and a mom, a dad and a dad, a they, that, he, whatever. Like it can be someone involved in the math problem just to show that they exist. Because if you just show it and you're just learning it this way, you're going to have an opinion, but you're just going to have to see it, especially fifth and twelve. I feel like that's, that's actually what I was kind of going to talk about with my like negative experience like negative experiences with being queer is that like I, I really felt like I, I just didn't see it 
which is is really it's really funny because I actually my <laughs> my aunt's a lesbian and she has um, a female partner and I didn't know that they were partners until I came out as oh. bisexual <laughs> really? when I was twelve and they said surprise we just didn't tell we didn't know how to tell children and oh so you know hope they don't i mean i'm sure they'll hear this because i'm sure they'll hear that i did a podcast and they'll be like we want to listen because they're wonderful and supportive um <laughs> and but they like that that's just like a very small scale example of like and this conversation i've already had with them don't worry about it but um like if i have known my whole life that i had just like queer people in my family, like I'd have felt so much less like alone. Because my aunt's gay as well. She's the one, and I didn't come up until I was sixteen because of peers, yeah, in society, and not seeing it, not having represented it in a book. It was never her. There's a, there's a, maybe there's a few things, but I can't recall what those things are. I mean, a lot of people that graduate with a master's degree in education don't even know what the Stonewall riots are. So really, that's a that's yeah. crazy. That is that is the society we live in. That's the society we live in because they don't they choose not to teach that and you're like, but you what? Like who's Harvey Milk, Marsha P. John? You don't know these people. These are the people that actually like are did the things that we are able to do now because they did it. Like so, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I I feel and I I feel like part of that like with I I feel like also part of that is actually their my aunts are wonderful, really interesting people. They um were really involved in the uh, women's rights movement here in Pittsburgh. They right. um, opened up the first um, uh, like queer women's um, space. I caught it, Wild Sisters Coffee House. That's what it was. Um, really cool piece of Pittsburgh history. Cool. Um, but they, I, I also feel like if I had known about that, then I could have like that would have given me more resources to look at history to for them to tell me about the other queer people and their lives and for them to like tell me about more queer media and for and yeah like i i feel like it also comes a lot from like this pressure of like it felt like something wrong to tell children mm-hmm. and and i feel like that's a big part of it well it's a generational thing too you know what i mean like because they're older except yes yes, yes. So they like, are boomers literally not just like okay yeah. boomer but like literally boomers <laughs> yeah so it, 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 it comes yeah. that's what it is like, yeah. It's not their fault. It's just like that's what exactly. They know. Yeah. It's what you know now. It's like it's what I know because I'm in the middle, right? So I'm in the middle. You're the next one, and they're be- they're before me, right? So yeah. like that's the difference, like, in, in how people approach conversations and and what they're told or what they think they're told. There's no representation. I mean, they they had some stuff. They did have some in the '80s and '90s, but a lot of it, half the time, you know, they represented like a, a, a serial killer. Exactly. Or, yeah. You know, straight actor yeah. playing a drag queen to get a job. In the exactly. Movie. Or you're like, this is like, and they're being made fun mm-hmm. of, and it's, it was. It's not real queer culture. Yeah. yeah it's it's the stereotypes. It's, it's, it's the things that people find funny. Like, European films, they were way ahead of the game. So. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them you shouldn't watch now. Well, you're kind of older, but you can be I'm eighteen. Be okay. So it's. I'm not. I mean, they're they're very sexual, but like yeah. they were like doing it all before we were. But they've yeah. also been around a while. Each of you can say one thing of like some advice or like something that you just want to pass along, and that's going to be the last things that are said. Okay. So we'll go this way and end on you. Right. So you start, and just go down. I'll just point. I think um, the biggest thing I've learned in my life, especially as a queer woman, is that no matter what you do, people are going to treat you like shit. Doesn't matter who you are, the world is always going to be raining down on you, and to just do what you want and live your life because. They can't control you, even if it feels like they can. You're the one who has the power, even if it's hard to see that sometimes. And sometimes, you know, people aren't always going to be supportive. They aren't always going to be good to you. But you are valid, and you have the ability to change your own life and make it better. And we're living in a society that's getting, thankfully, getting a lot more progressive as time is going on, even though we still face a lot of inequality in our day-to-day life. So... Just be positive, you know? Live your lives. Don't let society tell you who you have to be. <laughs> um, oh, wow. There's so much advice. And uh, 
Yeah, um, I'd say discover yourself and find um, what makes you happy in life because that can um, direct you on your path. Find things that are safe but make you feel joy inside and feel proud of, of doing and yeah. Um, don't feel bad about discovering who you are later than other people. Don't feel bad about growing slower or maturing faster or slower than other people because your own life is your own journey and it's gonna take may take you a short short time or a longer time to learn some things and experience things. So just don't don't feel bad about being slow in comparison to other people because you're just taking your time and learning it at your own pace and that's perfectly okay. I, I feel like this I feel like we're all talking about like changing and learning, but I, I also would wanna talk about really um educating yourself on who you are as a person and um, the different resources around you. I feel like um, I know this is something that I'm really experiencing as of late, but I feel like depending on where you are, being queer can feel like a very isolating experience, um, regardless of what queer identity that is. Um, no matter how you feel, I can guarantee that there's probably some type of resource for you there's some way that you can reach out there's some community that you can find full of people that are wonderful like like how i found dreams of hope mm -hmm. um and i feel like you know it, it's all about trying to learn more i feel i just feel like that's what life's all about in general is just learning more about yourself learning more about the people around you and always being willing to understand others and even if they're the people that are the ones being awful and negative and horrible being thinking about why that's where they're coming from what a great bunch of youth Queer youth, I want to thank Dreams of Hope for letting me sit down and have a chat with you all. And if you want more information on Dreams of Hope, go to, one more time, dreamsofhope.org. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.